And welcome to episode 103, where where uh, where we don't know where the future is going because nothing makes sense anymore in the year of 2016. Thought this was the year of opportunity. Turns out it is the year of clusterfucks. After clusterfuck. So my apologies for the language, but I feel it's appropriate at this time. <laughs> it pretty much is. Uh, it really is. It's terrible. <laughs> so, so, so it's election night. What were you doing on the night of the election? Uh, I voted. And to be honest, it was my first time voting. Uh, oh, wow. And I won't really share my reasons for not voting beforehand, but um, I felt like this election, it was, it was more important and uh, it was a more, I'm not sure how to put it exactly, but I felt more compelled to actually go vote this time. And uh, it, it was a different experience. Um, was there like a big crowd or did you just go try to go early and beat them all? I, I went after work actually. So I got off around um, 4.30 just swung by my polling place. When I got there, there wasn't hardly anybody there. I didn't have to wait for like five minutes for the electronic machine that I used. I decided to go electronic just because I wanted to try it out. I didn't do paper or electronic and I figured I'm going to do electronic. <laughs> um, yeah, and this is the only place where I'm kind of a luddite. I I did paper. Um, we went early. Almost well, as soon as we both were off work, we both went up. My roommate and I, and and we noticed something kind of unusual. It it was you know starting to get a little crowded. Like it wasn't horrible, but in other places. Um, there were people still in line towards closing time and barely making it in to cast their ballot. I'm like, I'm like, hmm, this is unusual. Now, there were still plenty of people who apparently didn't vote, but in certain places, turnout was higher than normal. <laughs> um, I was... I was sitting in a restaurant in Lee Summit with some libertarian friends and we were watching, you know, we were watching the results as they were coming in, which it just destroyed me because I was up for over 24 hours by the time I went to bed. <laughs> um, and, the, and then it happened. All of a sudden I'm like, I'm, I'm hitting the refresh button and I'm like, Wait a minute. This, you know, that feeling, that that strange feeling that this isn't supposed to be happening. <laughs> and and I'm like, you know, thinking that you know the the Democratic nominee was going to win, and having to live with that. And this wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> and all of that. And you know. The, the aftermath of of people melting down at the at the sheer concept of who got elected or 
who, you know, who got elected through, you know, electoral votes. Um, how did you re- react when it turned out that that the one that was supposed to be the unlikely person wound up winning anyway? Most of me found it to be very shocking, but then a little piece of me kind of isn't that surprised either. Um, I mean, I know when I was watching, I was watching the election results like you, you were with your friends. Um, I was watching the election results and I was surprised at how close it was. This is probably one of the closest elections to date. Um, I know this is this will make the fifth, fifth one where the person who won the popular vote didn't actually win the election. Um, so that's not the first time that's happened. Um, in, in very recent history, it happened in the 2000 election. I'm sure you remember that. Um, yep. I did find it very surprising that the person that was not expected to win won the election. Won the election barely. He only won. He won the electoral. He didn't win the popular vote. But when I was watching, what I was trying to say earlier was when I was watching the um, the results coming in and uh, a common commentation from a couple different news sources because I don't want to watch just one. I don't want to get flooded with bias and stuff like that. But um, the one thing that stuck out was the the amount of rural vo- voters that actually came out to vote this year. The, the percentage of how many of those states were red, most of that was rural voters that influenced that. And it's different. Yeah, you know, in... It you know that you know the, it's kind of the phenomenon of the silent majority, and and you know you know part of me part of me is you know part of me blames um, so-called social justice warriors for this kind of result, but then again, part of me um, you know also blames the you know. Clinton campaign for not actually attempting to reach out when they should have to those who, you know, felt like their jobs were going and they were gone and not coming back and minorities and just, you know, assuming that because they were a woman, they were going to win. (laughs) But then another you know, kind of revelation kind of started creeping into my mind. Um, you know, and I think more than anything, the biggest reason Trump won is that if you go up to, you know, to some person, they have truth serum in them. And yes, why didn't you vote for Donald Trump? A likely answer may be because fuck you. That's why. Um, I think some of it may have involved trolling and the fact that, you know, it, it, you know, there was disillusioned Bernie Sanders supporters who were irritated that Clinton got the nomination and he just rolled over. Um, So that it's a combination of things, but then again, it's, Part of the reason why, 
you know, that fire is kind of coming back inside of me. Um, you know, sites like Breitbart and InfoWars, whether we like it or not, they played a hand in this. And, and like I said, 2016 is, we thought 2015 was kind of, you know, kind of a train wreck. Um, apparently, no, no, it's, it's being topped by this year. <laughs> so, um, and of course, another part of me is like, kind of glad that certain figures who were smug and everything else were having a meltdown. I'm like, yeah, that's what happens when you have an echo chamber. So, another part of me is scared. Um, some of the people surrounding the president-elect right now. VP-elect believes in gay conversion therapy, which has been debunked and disproven. It doesn't work and should never have been tried in the first place. Um, Bannon, who I'm not... I'm not as positive that he's a white supremacist so much as he is an opportunistic individual who manipulates people from behind the scenes. Um, because I've kind of ran into that kind of personality before and like, Hmm. And playing both sides of the middle, you know, I've kind of seen that a little bit before. So, kind of mixed emotions are running through my head. On the upside, uh, the Trans-Pacific Partnership is likely dead. So, <laughs> there's a silver lining, sort of. They gave up. <laughs> but, um, so, right now, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, good news for the Libertarian Party, they don't have to fight for as many states on ballot access issues. Um, they are retaining ballot access in even more places now. So, sources they have to spend on that. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like the uncertainty. I don't know where things are going. It's kind of like, you know, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Um, but uh, other than that, I haven't been up to too much just trying to uh, survive my exit of retail. And I'm assuming you've been busy with your stuff too. Not too much. I mean, some things have changed a little bit in the um, uh, how we do some of the things that we do at Shelter um, in regards to the new state project. Um, now, if I, it's still my responsibility that I deploy our code to production. I'm still not 100% sure how I feel about that, but now I have to come in at 7 p.m. and do it in the evenings to avoid um, running into issues with if, if the deployment goes wrong or for some reason a deployment causes something to go wrong. It won't affect the customers as much. At least there will be a much lower customer base than it would affect if that is the case. It's true. We're trying to, they were trying to do a compromise between them. 
the developers time and taking time away from their day and then also giving the customers what they need what they deserve so i mean that that'll probably change but it is what it is right now <laughs> so um and like i said i'm i'm leaving the world of retail um at towards the end of september you know some moment happened and the realization hit that i had, had i've had enough of this um and my hope my soon to be previous employer i'm still there until i can transition because where i'm going i have the job you know it's more you know shuffling of papers than anything i have that job with a more normal type schedule where most saturdays i'd have off and sundays all pretty much guaranteed sundays off so you know more stuff becomes available but that place is you know undergoing you know renovations adding more desks and all that so that they have room for more people because um, if if they have nowhere to put you you can't be trained let alone work so while i'm waiting on that um and you know stuff updates on that is on an as need to know basis that sort of thing so it's basically patience that's going to be required on my part and with the with brouhaha over the NES Classic, um, place I work at currently, on release night, only six of them were sent to our store. Just six. And so we had to implement the whole one per family thing to be fair to everybody else. I'm like, and oh man so, and some dude insinuating things like oh it feels like you're you, you, your workers holding one back for their buddies or something like <sighs> you know it, it was part of it was miscommunication but it was just it was ridiculous and i'm like I'm thinking to myself seriously in a matter of months more of them are going to be available anyway so and Nintendo, for the love of God, please quit doing these limited quantities on purpose because that's creating more stress for us in retail still than absolutely necessary. <sighs> but but I, I, I haven't had a chance to even grab one, look at one, and all of that. I've seen videos and teardowns of the thing and <laughs> if somebody jailbreaks it it could be turned into an android device <laughs> have you seen the specs on that thing not yet i haven't uh some sort of quad core arm processor mali gpu um they use the linux kernel believe it or not <laughs> with their own custom stuff on top of it with all the games and everything else. So, 
So if I ever get a hold of one, I'll I'll be I'll be ecstatic. Um, but you you got yourself something new as of late. Yeah, I uh, I put this on social media too. I don't know how many people are keeping up with me, but I was able to pick up a steam controller while back because I was wanting to get a hold of one, something that would be uh, a little bit more. Um, uh, it's not necessarily intuitive, but it's uh, a little bit more interesting to use for video games and at least ones that fit the style of a controller. I can't, I still cannot use it with like a first person shooter game at all. It just, I'm, I'm more attuned to using a mouse, a keyboard and mouse, rather than using the, the thumb pad right here, which you can use to control the camera usually. But that's entirely up to you. You can customize based on per game what that controller does for you. That's the, that's the thing I love about it the most. Is it's entirely customizable, and I don't have to charge it. It actually, I'll show you here real quick. It's really easy. This back cover, there's actually two buttons right here and here. You just click them like that. But this back cover opens up, and it'll show in the inside of the handles, and it actually contains two AA batteries, one here and one there. So I could put rechargeable AA batteries in there if I wanted, but... Double A batteries tend to last forever. I've had this for a while and they haven't gone bad. So that I'm that I like more than anything. A lot of the rechargeable devices I've been getting lately that aren't phones tend to suck. <laughs> so, but, well, uh, at least uh, at least none of them are catching fire like the Note Seven was. What's funny is I was reading an article about that a while ago, about how Samsung's phones are exploding, and I saw a video on why they're exploding. But what's even what's funny is that even though the phones are exploding, so are the washing machines apparently. Oh, somebody, somebody must be really, really be wanting that company to suffer. Maybe. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Maybe a disgruntled employee. I have no idea. Um, or it's just some freak accident where they missed something. This this has not been a good year for Samsung. It looks like the Note 7 was going to propel them above and beyond, and all of a sudden, bam. Like, oh. Because, you know, I... I, I I watched the little video to explaining, you know, lithium ion technology and all that good stuff and how if you try to make it charge too fast, you can actually cause it to catch fire because the way that fast charging technology is, it's pushing them too far. Um, and you combine it with waterproofing sealed case. No wonder they're exploding. <laughs> Although I submit that you know every every recalled unit turned in, uh, they should just give to the military and have them use it as improvised weapons against their enemies. I don't know, <laughs> but um, so I, I was just like, dang it! I was wanting a note again, and now nope, not gonna do one. So on. On other news, 
my Chromebook, I, I had to figure out how to go to the Canary build and of Chrome OS. It how finally difficult? happened. How difficult Pardon? was that? Um, you have to do it through the terminal um, and type in the right commands, this root and all that. Um, I was I made the Google Play Store for you know Android apps and all of that appear through command line trickery and everything else, which you know at first it kind of just sat there, sat there, sat there, and then when it finally you know tried like several weeks ago and it finally popped up, I installed you know a bunch of apps, but they weren't entirely stable, so I was like, well, I'm done with that for a while. And then, you know, you know, today I had an update, restarted it, had another update because I had, you know, apparently this was, you know, idled and not completely powered off. And then, bam, all the stuff popped right back up. I was like, yes, it got enabled officially. Well, in that build anyway, so... So now I'm able to experiment with crossover, and my experience has been so-so. Uh, I can't install third-party applications. I get a write access error. So it might just be something configured in this device. Uh, Chromebook 3, the Intel-based one. And let's see. Yep. Let's see. For those who are able to watch this on YouTube, if you look closely enough, you can probably see Microsoft Office icons, notif oh, notification for Facebook, close that out. But it, it runs. And in an Android app, if I need to scroll down or have it move down, I take two fingers on the touchpad and do this. If I want to move it, you know, side to side, I can't remember if it's this way or this way or what, but I've had to learn how to do that, otherwise it will not function properly. Um, and the little scroll bar in Chrome currently doesn't quite function the way it should, but then again, it's a development build, so I can still use the two-finger thing and scroll down. So, so far, it's kind of sort of working, but that's the risk you take for running a developer build and all of that. So, so I'm excited. I, I may officially use that to for more productive things. I don't know yet. As soon as it's like official, 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 hey, it's not going to be unstable. I'll just go back to stable, um, get out of developer mode, and go from there. So, but so far, it's, it's kind of cool. Your controller, you say you can use it as a mouse. I've seen you kind of sort of do it through screen sharing that that's pretty cool yeah it's it's a full both of these uh touchpads here this is a directional one that's usually on most controllers actually is a directional d-pad 
but this is fully haptic and it's uh, click and touch based. And this is also fully haptic and it's also, um, this is generally used for camera controlling on most uh, default configurations for the Steam controller. So like if I was playing Portal 2 or something like that, I would aim, I would aim the actual portal gun with my right thumb. You can see that right now. So I'd like, if I want to move the screen right, I want to go that way. If I want to go left, I want to go that way. So it's just, it's just like using the mouse right here, but you're just using your thumb instead. It takes some getting used to. It really does. I'll bet. Um, but, uh, but yeah, other, other than that, um, I still, I haven't set up anything else that I've acquired, I managed to get a, you know, tower for, like, really, really cheap from Salvation Army store, and I have no idea if it works or if there's anything inside of it that I can salvage. So, I, that's something I can be working on later on. Um, and, and I will admit that I am pushing the limits of this tower that's several several years old that's only a dual core <laughs> but it's still my old eight core <laughs> i still need to get rid of it and i and i haven't messed around with any of the other forms of hardware honestly i may wind up parting some stuff out and then kind of selling it off or swapping it out with other people. I haven't figured out what to do yet. <laughs> um, as, as soon as I transition to um, newer employment and have a normal schedule, I'll be a little bit more able to do that. Um, part of the plan for the, for the future is to do, you know, more of the prepping stuff and kind of show related stuff on, you know, Sunday if possible, and that way, that way, you know, can do all kinds of cool stuff, um, and have it published on Monday when the news cycle starts, and everything else, and because you know, I would be working until midnight. So it's not quite overnight and graveyard and all that, but it's still well after 7 p.m. Central Standard Time that I'd still be at work doing the things that the employer requests of me as an individual and all that good jazz. So plus... Oh, Plus, I will I will gladly be able to keep more of my paycheck because insurance is partially paid for at the very least. So, so yay me. <sighs> so, does that sound like an, a good idea? Do stuff kind of on Sunday, or or have or have somebody go? Hey. I want to do a solo episode and talk with so and so about this because I can easily create a tutorial on 
on how to access the YouTube channel and go, hey, you can do this, do this, and do this, and bam, you can actually upload content to the channel. Um, and you can actually do it through Google Hangouts. Um, that way, if Curtis has something related to, say, the stuff that he watches and keeps an eye on and, and everything else, the models that he paints and everything else, you know, science, geology. He's a computer – he's he's going for computer science now, by the way. Oh, really? Well, yes. I, I'm like, I have no idea what caused him to do that, but I was like, oh, my. So huh. I guess I guess he's tr- – He's trying something new. I mean, good and, um, for him. If he needs any help, I can definitely help him. I mean, develop it also. <laughs> but I mean, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Because then I have another person I know who's doing that. I think it's fun. I want it. And, and, and speaking of developing, Visual Studio is coming to OS 10. Did you really? read the news of that? Yes. Um, it, it was kind of accidentally leaked, and then Microsoft moved it, and then at their Connect event, bam, they were showing, I guess, screenshots of it. So I'm like, <coughs> a screenshot of it. I'm like, I'm guessing it's a cloud thing, and as in, you know, they're aiming for cloud developers. So that, you know, whether they use OS 10 or Windows 10, they can develop on that because, like, code is already, you know, cross-platform for the most part, mm-hmm. three different platforms. So, but yeah, Curtis gets to have all kinds of fun with that. Yeah, well, that's because if he becomes some software developer that's like some rock star in that arena, imagine. What freedom that would afford them to enjoy the great outdoors and everything else. So, I'm like, I, I was taken by surprise. Curtis, way to go, man. Um, but, um, that, but, you know, individuals doing a kind of episode of this person talks about this, they interview somebody about this. Um, especially if something happens to her, if there's a demonstration on campus because of the election results or something else and somebody was there and they can say, this is what happened because sometimes, sometimes newspapers will miss stuff or get stuff wrong or base their stuff off of police reports that may not always be accurate. Um, especially here in Warrensburg, which is not very nice. But um, Washington Post actually covered UCM, and it gave me hope because at the end of it, it mentioned people from different perspectives finding common ground. I'm like, yes. Um, But those sorts of things. Um, Posting to the website going to happen more often and if any of you want to do that I can and you're signed up on the website I can make you a contributor writer etc um, to where to where you know I look at it and go 
okay, I'm just going to change the spelling error and all that, and that's about it. Bam, published. Um, digital magazine. Um, this is going to sound blasphemous, but I want to experiment with using publisher for that. I've tried Scribus. LibreOffice is more cooperative, but Scribus is more designed for desktop publishing, except I have to fight it to get it to do what I want. I'm like, if I have to fight this much with a desktop publishing program, um, it still has maturity left to do. So it's, it's made some progress, I can see, but Publisher, yes, it's a Microsoft product. It's blasphemous. Oh, my God. But it functions. It works. I've used it before. I can throw an image anywhere, create objects anywhere, and it stays put and doesn't fight back. <laughs> LibreOffice, a little more cooperative, but sometimes I have to fight with it. So I haven't decided if I'm going to do that right away or not. Um, any other places I should branch out? Any ideas of your own? Hmm. I don't know. I need to... I've been thinking about doing something with um, related to software development, maybe. Uh, maybe do some sort of like a tutorial or something. I know I've talked about it in the past, but I never really sat down to actually think about it and go th- follow through with it. It might be something I'd be interested in doing. Um, <clears throat> I think we're going to have to, we're coming, up, we're coming up close to the end of the year, so we're going to have to do our 2016 year in review. That's going to be fun. <laughs> with all the stuff that's happened, especially in, just in the recent last few weeks, has been, it's been crazy. So there's, I know there's plenty of things that we'll be able to do. And John Stewart probably has a concussion from banging his head against the wall over and over again. Um, <laughs> seriously, if, if if the media had done to Trump what they did to Ron Paul in 2012, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Not that I condone that, um, but it because it, like you know seeing some glib of thing from somebody from CNN, maybe we shouldn't have, you know, given, you know, so much airtime to Trump and almost all of his, you know, speeches in full. I'm like, or maybe you should have extended that same courtesy to the rest of the candidates in the first place so that people would know they exist. But I guess that would have made too much sense. And and now there's mentions of, oh, we've got to go after fake news. If people are gullible, they're going to fall for it. So um, I know that one of the things I'll be doing is if I see something that out, looks outrageous, I'll actually look into it and go, hey, I know. I'll see if this is true. Um Give you an example. The, the, there were two students in March that got in trouble. You know, they were Northwestern University students, freshmen, 
and the claim was that they were you know leftists, and at least one of them was Jewish, and they were trying to put anti-Semitic you know graffiti on a you know non-denominational chapel and put Trump on it and anti-Semitic comments and whatever just to make Trump look bad. Well, turns out the graffiti did take place. The two students actually did it. Uh, the original story from the Chicago Tribune, there was no prosecutor was not given any motive whatsoever. So that that court case is still ongoing. And I actually emailed the author of that article and said, hey, there's rumors from this page right here. And they're like, it, the case is still ongoing. It's the rumor. It's still just a rumor. No motive was given. That sort of thing. Because the best way to counter fake news is to actually research it for yourself and go, does this lead to anywhere else? Or is it just BS that somebody's putting out just for ad revenue? <laughs> so um, those sorts of things. And I don't want to discuss politics all the time because, you know, I made that mistake a couple of years ago and, you know, kind of got kind of sucked the enthusiasm out of it. So things like projects on the Pi, um, mobile devices, you know, cool, cool, cool things. And yes, classic. I'm hoping to get hold of one some, at some point and see what it can do. Um, so um, you, you talk about programming and showing people some cool stuff too. Um, that sort of thing. Do you think individuals can just do a you know live event and say, hey, put this in the podcast feed. I talk about this, this, and this. Here are my notes. Is that a possibility to you? Oh, yeah. I think that's uh, definitely a viable solution for us. Because our schedules kind of conflict in that way it kind of keeps things fresh. It's not just me and you or you or just me all the time. We haven't heard from Steve Kelly in a while or Curtis Warren and kind of miss him being on here and talking about various things like tornado seasons coming up or, 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 you know, insert reference from, you know, British television um, or British science fiction um, kind of been missing missing those um, and you know talk about things like pro wrestling where Goldberg allegedly injures himself right before the first match in WWE that he's had in 12 years <laughs> which I'm like oh that sort of thing. So I, I read that rumor. I was like, I hope that's not true. That would not be nice. But it, but yeah, that's sort of, sort of the meeting of minds type of episode that we're having today. And, and I, take it we'll probably go from here but any other ideas suggestions going forward 
No, I don't have anything quite yet. Um, I mean, I'll have to sit and think on it a little bit because I know I've had some ideas in the past and we have to bubble them back up since we haven't we haven't gotten together for a while. So, you know. Well, I'd say throw them into your favorite note-taking application or in a text file or whatever and just shoot it my way. Um, I can do Google Docs or or even Office if you're so inclined. Um, there's a reason I have both multiple Office suites that I deal with, and that's so I can deal with virtually any file format out there. Unless somebody sends me something in TextMaker, then then there will be a problem because I don't use that at the moment. And, and I'll be like, can't you at least export it to something else? Um, but <laughs> but um, I don't think that'll be an issue. Um, I guess I guess you know, play it by ear and kind of start start working towards. Uh, some of our most messed up moments this year because goodness knows there's plenty of them. Um, you know, you know, Aleppo is my favorite dog food moments. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, they, somebody created a meme on that and it's just, it's it's been a weird year. Anyway, um, entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself. Um, this episode should be available on you know, the feed Monday or Tuesday. And good news for those of you who are privacy advocates. The site now officially uses SSL encryption. So if you go to the nextreport.com, um, the, the, the index page will, it will warn you that there's something there that could cause the site to change appearance. I don't know if it's Google AdSense or what, but everything else is fully encrypted. So the connection to the site is private. So, so yay, rejoice that it's working. So I'm glad it, it's working. Um, but we'll, we'll talk with all of you later and I'm looking forward to the new year. Later. See you guys.